You're ready to be premature wow, all over again. <laughs> yeah. wow, that's that's quick, impressive. Quick, quick reset. Yeah. Quick reset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Licking gin <laughs> balls. It's just going to be a vicious cycle. Who knew the job was pro bono? I was so high that um, I shit myself at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get still here. Somebody, somebody, everybody mute. Goddamn, you're killing me. <laughs> My SEAL Team 6 went to SEAL Team 12. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with punching above your weight. The thought you'd get better. Well, I don't know what's worse. You're a ginger or you've been vaccinated. You sit around and drink and solve the world's problems, right? Hey, let's go ahead and unwrap this present <laughs> so, uh, and let the debate begin. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is a new week, new topic for debate. All of the gentlemen are here. The four horsemen are in the studio. And once again, we bring you alcoholic fueled entertainment this week will be no different this topic ought to be an interesting one hopefully you enjoyed last week's topic haas had a lot to say not sure any of it was relevant but we still give them a microphone week in and week out doesn't not matter relevant so just because you're the mc doesn't mean you get to dictate what's relevant and what's irrelevant what's that that being that said i say that sir works. you can fuck right off <laughs> how are y'all doing today I see. I see. You can fuck right off. We got that. You can already. fuck right off. <laughs> uh, look, I'm, I'm glad y'all are here. Obviously, news as of late has kind of dictated today's topic. I don't want to waste any time. I know we love the banter, but we do have a lot to unpack with this episode. So let's go ahead and jump into it. I'm going to go ahead and tease out our, our topic first, and then we'll jump into our drinks. Go ahead and get the juices flowing. Let our listeners begin to contemplate where this might be headed. So... Uh, Weird dynamic, weird situation, obviously, with what this topic is about and what happened recently. Here we are post Mother's Day. <laughs> Could this topic be more relevant? Maybe, maybe not. But in case you didn't know, last week it was leaked from the Supreme Court that a draft of the majority opinion related to, I can't even remember the name of the case. I'm sorry. No, no. Oh, the one that made it to the Supreme Court. Yeah, the Supreme case is Dobbs versus Jackson's Jackson Women's Health Organization. And the intent of that was whether or not to overturn Roe v. Wade. A leaked copy of Justice Alito's uh, majority opinion, which he drafted, was leaked last week. And so a ton of speculation has been going around. And of course, every outlet that I, I read or I look at, this is just a draft. This is not the final opinion. It is not gossip or whatever. But of course, people are running with it. And a lot of decisions are getting made based on what they believe is going to happen in this landmark case. So what we are going to talk about is a number of things. And I don't know if this, this may be more than one episode, considering how much we have to talk about, because I think in part, we're going to discuss the draft itself, that opinion and what it means potentially. We need to discuss abortion and, and kind of the key statutes around where this, the country is in terms of abortion and women's rights, reproductive rights. How does a male fit into that equation, married or unmarried, uh, rape-related pregnancies, and should abortion be considered uh, medical anomalies or malformities, and how should abortion be considered in those cases? So there is a lot to talk about, a lot to unpack. Where we're at if this comes down in its current form, what does it mean? moving forward and how will that affect the landscape so that's what we're going to discuss you know it's a surprise we've been around a year and a half doing this all the major topics that we've managed to land on from the death penalty from education compensation for athletes uh we've talked about the legalization of marijuana i mean there are so many things that we've touched on racism racism in sports and so forth 
but we have not touched on this one. And that is a surprise. Obviously, well, the, the landmark situation I mean, that is currently in front of us dictated this, which I'm fine with. But I know we have been asked by listeners to, to cover this topic. Yes, we've had some hesitation because we are four guys talking about. Yeah. Talking about something related I mean, to women's reproductive rights and the control of their bodies and so forth. Right. I think it's important to note that because we all Absolutely. come from we all come from matriarchal type situations in some regards. We respect and love our our, our wives and our daughters very much. And, and none of us and Grinch I mean, and his mom. I don't, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mad yeah. love. Inseparable. Inseparable. Uh, I agree. Uh, obviously we all have kids. And this will be something that I would love to discuss as we move into the topic, but there's the topic. That's what we're going to discuss, how long this is, how much content there is. We'll, we'll worry about that as we go, but let's go ahead and jump into our drinks. Haas, since you chimed in, I would love to hear from you first. What are you drinking today in honor of our topic? In honor of our topic, this is what I'm drinking. <laughs> ben and Jerry's ice cream. He's pregnant. Oh, and he's a got pint, pickles too. A pint, a pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Are you pregnant? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pour a healthy portion of Don Papa rum over top of it nice you have room in there to do that <clears throat> well, the- are you just I mean, gonna pour it over the no, top I, I made, oh you've I been room. Okay. okay i made, made room. room come on like <laughs> two-step process Sorry. Prep. <laughs> he's been pre-gaming and with the ice yeah I, pr- I prep i mean i'm not i don't just show up can you hold that up again what, what is it yeah. it is ben and jerry's what oh it's strawberry cheesecake oh okay yeah not, yeah, yeah. Not- what, I, what? I'm, I'm curious how that's gonna pair with don papa's rum well, I mean, we're going to find out. And Have I'm you done it before? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I'm just asking, like, is that a win? Or you're like, I'm just going to try something different. I don't give a fuck. Mm. No, no, it's good. Okay. It's good. Okay. So, yeah. so just rum and ice cream. That's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. A rum I mean, float. It's like yep. a little party in your mouth. That's, That's right. right. Everybody's coming. <laughs> I mean, it's not Friday night, but I, I mean, would solve the abortion little, question. It's a little party it? in your mouth, huh? Uh, All right, Big Mac, I know you're on vacation at an undisclosed location somewhere in North Carolina. What did you bring to the table? Hopefully you didn't have any issues because you're away from home. No, no, I brought uh, brought all the uh, alcohol with me, so I would not run into any problems. Um, Really wanted to, uh, in honor of our topic, had a drink picked out. Unfortunately, the ingredients were expired, um, so I was not able to make the Bloody Mary. Um, I was really hoping (laughs) for the record, for the record, I was really hoping that's what Thor was going to (laughs) do. We don't know. I was going to say he hasn't, he hasn't thrown his drink out there yet. Um, just like, well, never mind. I'm going to let that joke go. Go Uh, I made a gin and tonic, uh, using the monkey 47 gin and the fever tree, uh, elderberry or elderflower tonic. I've done it before. It's a good, um, you know, kind of refreshing drink on a, on a hot day and it's it's been warm the last couple of days here so you're gonna need that cool refreshing drink with a hot button topic yes i am smart man smart man um all right uh melvin what are you drinking today i believe that is i um <laughs> melvin's i'm more than melvin's one. you're more, than, more one. than one you and your split uh, personalities yeah uh I uh, actually had a really frustrating experience because I had a drink picked out and for some reason I lost it. Like the tab didn't save in my search. And what you didn't know what you Googled to get there. I knew, no, I I honestly could not remember because it came up in the feed. Okay. And I was like, Oh yeah, that'll work for me. Um, And so got a little frustrated. I I had like what I thought were close to the, uh, the ingredients, but anyway, all that, I won't bore you with anything more than that. 
I'm actually just drinking a margarita with uh, Jose Cuervo Reposado. Um, but I did try uh, last night, and I almost audible to that to this the the pre-mixed cans of Crown and Lemonade. Okay, and uh, I thought it was really good. Really? Yep, that was really good. Worth buying. They make a number of different oh, options for that, right? Crown oil and like lemonade. Two. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think they make like two or three canned versions. Yeah. Pre-made uh, it's a four now. pack that you get. And, you know, I think it's like 16 bucks for a four pack. Okay. Um, but it was good. You know, certainly like on a day, like a summer day, it's an easy drink. You, you know, don't want to think about shit. Control. You just crack That's it up right. and go to work. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yep. I've seen them. I've never tried them. So, all right. So you're paying homage to Mac with your margarita. Mac's paying homage to Haas with his gin and tonic. Um, I guess I will pay homage to all of the individuals out there that felt the need to get an abortion. So in the vein of Anthony Jeselnik, I found a cocktail called the coat hanger. Um, yeah. And so it's a half ounce of tequila, a half ounce of raspberry cordial and a half ounce of orange liqueur. And so of course I told my wife, this is what I'm doing. And you know, she verbally slapped me and was like, I don't think so. Get your shit together, grow up, be an adult. And I was like, okay, fine uh no but i did there's actually a cocktail called the abortion there's a coat hanger which i thought was weird but i decided to go with something a little more subtle so what i did is it's a half ounce of double rye whiskey and i use the high west double rye and a half ounce i'm sorry an ounce and a half of the rye and then an ounce and a half of aviation gin and it is called the birth control so that is what i went with you just put it over ice and a rocks glass and you mix it up so that's what it is (laughs) That's because yeah. enough of those and you get whiskey dicks. So. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even get it up. Birth Control 101 right there. Challenge yeah. accepted? I did. I, I saw that, the coat hanger, and I, I told my wife, and she's like, no. no. Come on, man. She's like, really? Do you think that's what you want to roll with? And I was like, yes. <laughs> no. Before your reaction, yes. <laughs> I thought it was great. Uh, I was surprised that there is such a beast, but there is. It's called the coat hanger. Oh, how can you be? I didn't even. I didn't even search that stuff because I was like, I know it's there. Yeah, I just I don't know it. that I need this in my feed. Maybe I'll go in <laughs> incognito <laughs> mode. Well, that's what <laughs> be on that list. Well, that's what I was about to say because you're like, oh, the drink I found was in my feed. How often are you searching drinks that it just comes up in your feed? Well, um, that's a lot. I'm I mean, usually up leading into the, the weekends. Mm-hmm. If I'm like trying to think of some ideas, I'll you know I'll come up with various search concepts. But oh, okay. uh, but it is funny because uh, I handed the phone uh, to Mrs. Grinch, and she's like, "Well, let me you know let me see if I can find it, you know, because I was throwing something together real quick." And I was like, "It takes a brave man to hand you a phone." <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <With> an unlocked <laughs> phone to your wife, man. <laughs> Apparently, I, I am a brave man. Right. <laughs> you can't tell think, me there's secrets there. After all I the think, years y'all been married, there's I no secrets. That. I think the Come quote on. was, "Well, I'll just say there's nothing surprising to thus far." That's right. That's right. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Which, well, take yeah. take that the as point, you will. Yeah. The, the point being, yeah, this is pretty much what I expected. From so, you. does that mean <laughs> she found your drink? No, we just oh, okay. Flat out had what we needed, and we're like, "Screw it, it's a margarita." Gotcha. We're, we're driving on. All right, so there we go. Our margarita, our gin and tonic, our birth control, and our ice cream and Don Papa's rum. Cheers, gentlemen. Hopefully to oh. another good topic. Yeah, cheers. Mm-hmm. So is how, that how is it, Thor? It's actually pretty good. I, I, I tried a little because I was like, rye whiskey and gin. Mm-hmm. I didn't That's see you it's not bad. ice though, right? Yeah. It, yeah, you know, okay. Put I, it over I, I, It I says put it over ice and then stir it up, I guess, to water it down a little bit. 
So it's not, it's not brutal. So we'll, we'll get through it and see what happens. I don't know about warm gin and bourbon. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So the, the topic that we laid out before us is obviously the Supreme Court decision based on Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization and the implications that that means for Roe v. Wade. I think before we start, the first question I would like to ask the group, pro-life, pro-choice. I just, I just want to get where we're at right now before we start, because we always do this, and I always forget to ask specific questions and then see if anything's changed by the end. So I'm going to go around the room. Me, I am pro-choice. That is my stance. I believe everybody has a right to choose, and no one should stand in the way of that choice. That's me. Uh, who else would like to go? Yeah, I, I think that's where I fall as well. Um, you know, I, I can't I, can I appreciate some of the notions from the idea of terminating a life? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not like an unfeeling sociopath. Like I, I grasp right. the concept, but when it comes down to it, you know, I don't think I should be making that choice for somebody else. Exactly. Mac, what about you, brother? I am kind of to, to Grinch's point there at the end. I am pro. I don't get a goddamn say in it. You know, my, my job was done, you know, the, the night of the seven uh, seconds and I oh. was done. I was out. <laughs> Fuck seven seconds. Jeez. I figured you had time to rest. At all. Oh, fair enough. Get a sandwich. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't think I get to say one way or the other. Um, if I, if I had to pick one of the two, I would say pro choice, obviously, but um, that, that's kind of where I stand on it. Well, it's interesting that you brought it up in, in the very eloquent way in which you did. And we'll discuss because I do have a scenario that I would like to put to you gentlemen later. And then we will obviously dissect that particular approach in terms of the I don't get a goddamn say. So uh, and again, it's it's really just a hypothetical. I'd love to get you guys opinion when we get there. So just keep that in the back of your head. All I right, think Haas. I know where you're going with that. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Haas, what about you, brother? Pro-life, pro-choice, pro uh, I don't get I, a fucking <clears throat> choice. I am. Uh, no, I, I am pro-choice with caveats. Okay. And, and uh, that that would be what? Well, you just add. I mean, I'm, I'm delving into each ad, ad, individual caveat. Oh, okay. Sure, but I could, that, no, that I just, alone could take 10, 15 minutes. I'm just, okay. my point is this, even when I was years ago, when I was younger and not as well educated and I was a quote unquote Republican, or as my wife likes to say, before I met her, I was a staunch Republican, which is not necessarily true. But regardless, even way back then, I was pro-choice. I think the caveats on which I'm pro-choice, the caveats, I, I am pro-choice with caveats. Those caveats have changed as I've gotten older. And, you, and I've you become, and I've become educated. more educated and I've become more informed. And, and I, if I, I, I do want to say one thing, and this is part of, I guess, the archival um, record from when Sarah Weddington argued before the Supreme Court about Roe v. Wade. Um, and, and I'll get to the, the to the two aspects of this um as far as like if we were going to separate the topic into the legal argument if it versus just a human right because what she says is we do not ask this court to rule that abortion is good or desirable in any particular situation we are here to advocate that the decision as to whether or not a particular woman will continue to carry or will terminate a pregnancy is a decision that should be made by that individual that in fact she has a constitutional right to make that decision for herself. Does she though? That well, that last that, that, sentence. That's, is that's the such one a great. That's that's such a great sentence. That, that final sentence. Does she though? Well, that's the that's the key. If you read, which you you know, I mean, the, the, my understanding is the whole linchpin of Alito's position. Yep. Is that it is not mentioned anywhere in the Constitution. Yep. So I see 
there's going to be the legalese, which I'm not going to be able to, you know, dance that entire dance. And then there's just the, okay, let's ignore the constitution, which you can't really, because we're at the Supreme court and just say like, fundamentally, if you were on an Island with no but I, I kind of think government, how would you feel? You know, I kind of think, I kind of think Alito is full of shit by saying that it doesn't specifically say that, well, you know what the constitution doesn't specifically say a lot of things that fall under certain um, amendments that people uh, Take invoke for granted their, all, invo- well, or invoke the right of plenty of times. Now, like, right. so the, the fact that he said, says states that it doesn't specifically state, well, no fucking shit, because you know what, when it was fucking written, you know, and we were under English common law and we were a Judeo Christian founding nation, of course it didn't specifically say that, but it doesn't mean it's not implied and therefore inferred that it should be covered. I mean, the beauty of the framework of U.S. law is the fact that it's supposed to be ever evolving and growing to be appropriate for the time in which laws are written and heard and enforced. Right. Right. Well, and I'll say, you know, two quick points uh, just related to that, which is one, this is probably the most insight we've ever had. And Haas, I know you've mentioned this in other podcasts to the quote unquote shadow docket. Because had this not been leaked, we would have no idea this was even being crafted. And two, it's clear there, in my opinion, this is a very specifically crafted position to to potentially put a death knell on the issue as a whole. So it can't come back up. Because if that was the the whole basis of how it came to be originally, if you... you, you make that hurdle so high, you can never yet again address the constitutionality of it. Right. You've effectively, you've effectively Which, terminated, you know, I, any I, attempts I, to overturn it. Yeah, and I, I couldn't agree more. And the thing that makes me so sad about this is, and I, and we've talked about this in previous podcasts, is I was never concerned when Trump was elected president because he's such a bumbling fucking idiot. I, I didn't think he could ever get anything done. What always concerned me was the fact that he was at rapid pace. Uh, electing um, uh, appointing judges, judges yeah. appointing judges uh, in the district courts, and then of course getting in three Supreme Court judges in four years. Gorsuch, like that's Gorsuch, <sighs> Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett. Right, yeah. right. And now we're seeing because of that the way the pendulum has swung as far as conservative conservative versus liberal judges. <clears throat> I mean, we're looking at a paramount, a potentially paramount decision. That is five decades old, right? Five, five plus decades old. And so it's disheartening. So let me take a step back real quick for our listeners, because it's very easy for us, because there's a lot there, like I said at the outset, that we can start running away from this. Uh, yeah, sorry. So there's a that, lot no. to unpack yeah, in this. Jesus. Um, so we're going to go back to January 22nd, 1973. And that was when Roe v. Wade was decided. And of course, if you don't know what that is, that was a landmark decision by the U.S. Supreme Court in which the court ruled that the Constitution of the United States protects a pregnant woman's liberty to choose to have an abortion without excessive governmental restrictions. And the decision struck down many U.S. federal and state abortion laws. And of course, since then, Roe has fueled ongoing abortion debates in the United States about whether uh, whether or whether or to what extent abortion should be legal, who should decide the legality of abortion, and what role uh, of morals and religious views in the political sphere should be. Uh, that was one of the obviously major cases, and Alito cites that throughout his entire draft. The other case that he 
will cite in his draft. If you haven't read it, his plan planned parenthood PA versus Casey. That was July 29th, 1992, where the Pennsylvania legislature amended its abortion control laws in 1998 mm-hmm. and 99, uh, 1988 and 89. Sorry. Among the new provisions, the law required informed consent in a 24 hour waiting period prior to the procedure. A minor seeking an abortion required the consent of one parent. The law does allow for judicial bypass. And a married woman seeking an abortion had to indicate that she notified her husband of her intention to abort the fetus. Uh, The provisions were challenged by several abortion clinics and physician federal appeals courts upheld all the provisions except for the husband notification requirement. So Roe Wade and Planned Parenthood and versus Casey, those are the two he cites in his draft. It's important to note what the second one did was the undue burden uh, part of what of what a lot of the right were trying to do, right? Which they were trying to make it to where okay, the Supreme Court up, up, upheld Roe v. Wade and says you can have abortions, but then what the right was doing in the Republicans and by, by further of that is they were trying to make it hard. They were right. trying to put up uh, roadblocks and uh, stop gaps to make it harder and harder to get done because. There is a specific time period in which it is legal versus illegal. Right. And so if you put up stop gaps like that, you're making it harder, which means you have a lot of people who could have previously gotten abortion that now couldn't. So the 1992 decision uh, removed uh, a lot of the undue burden uh, process. Right. The other concern in, a, in Alito's draft, and I will continue to call it draft because obviously that's what it is at this moment. It's not expected to be resolved until June, which is when the majority opinion should be published. Um, I think one of the interesting things, the ACLU came out and they made a comment about the draft and said that, you know, the draft majority opinion penned by Justice Alito overturns the landmark Roe v. Wade decision, which has been on the books for nearly 50 years and has ensured abortion is a protected federal constitutional right. If the draft decision is issued as the official decision, as the official decision in its current form, it would be unprecedented and would take away a fundamental right for millions of people. This is the part that I think is the more damaging part of his opinion is that the language in its current form calls into question far more than just abortion access. And that has to do with the 14th Amendment. And because, as you guys have already mentioned, which I was going to bring up, and I appreciate you guys doing it for me, because they say abortion is not mentioned in the Constitution, whatever, does that mean any other right that's not explicitly outlined suddenly becomes an issue? And suddenly what? That precedent then means none of those things are protected right like are we rolling back to like the federalist papers at this point yeah is that what we're doing are we are we are we like legitimately going backwards in time it it, it feels like and i and i know uh i'm I'm guessing where you're where you're going with the store is some of the articles that were like hey this is kind of the tip of the iceberg of what's really trying to be achieved here right um backing up a little bit though um and again this is pulling from uh attorney sarah weddington uh, real quick, uh, Your Honor, in the lower court, as I'm sure you're aware, the court held that the right to determine whether or not to continue a pregnancy rested upon the Ninth Amendment, which, of course, reserves those rights not specifically enumerated to the government, the people. I think it is important to note in a law review article written by Cyril Means, the Phoenix of Abortion Freedom, that at the time the Constitution was adopted, there was no common law prohibition against abortion. Right. That they were available to the women of this country, uh, that they were available to the women of this country. Certainly under the Griswold decision, it appears that the members of the court in that case were obviously divided 
as to the specific constitutional framework of the right, which they failed to exist in the Griswold decision. Uh, I do feel that it is it is that the Ninth Amendment is an appropriate place for the freedom to rest. I think the 14th Amendment is equally an appropriate place under the rights of persons to life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Right. I, I, and I guess for me, my concern in terms of the way his draft is currently written with the language is one of the things that I snapped from the draft. And I don't know how many of you, you guys may have skimmed through it or read bits and pieces of it or whatever, is he talks about, uh, we hold that row in case. Sorry, what? it is. It is almost a hundred pages. Yeah, so, ninety-eight. You know, <laughs> in, my, in everyone's copious amounts of free time. Right, reading through it. But he, he cites, uh, "We hold that Roe and Casey must be overruled. The Constitution makes no reference to abortion, and no such right is implicitly protected by any constitutional provision, including the one on which the defenders of Roe and Casey now chiefly rely, the Due Process Clause of the Fourteenth Amendment. The provision has been held to guarantee some rights that are not mentioned in the Constitution. And here's here's the part of that that now I think causes concern. But any such right must be deeply rooted in the nation's history and tradition and implicit which, to the concept of so, ordered liberty. Which Who is makes such, that which is such crock I, of fucking I, I, shit right. to dictate that from up on high like that. Fuck you, Alito. Yeah. Right. And, I mean, and, who, who makes that decision if it's if it's well, deeply it, rooted? Well, here's a, here's right. a question I have. Go and, for it, and, brother. You know, maybe maybe you guys will know better. And this is, this is a stupid question, but. Okay, so so based on what you just said, you know, we're 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 going to strike this down because it's not, would you say, uh, explicitly listed in the Constitution. Right. Well, it's also not explicitly denied. So, right. then basically, the Constitution has nothing to do with it, and it's a free for all. Well, I mean, I- if that's if that's the road you're going to go down, you right. can you can argue the other point, and just like with anything, right? You can argue both sides well, of it, but. I would say that if you're trying to tread that thin line and say, well, the Constitution doesn't you know, expressly grant you the right to an abortion, fine. It doesn't also say I can't have one. So right. you can't deny me one either. And Haas touched on this. I mean, at the time of you know, Judeo-Christian values, puritanical values, which still are in this country, you know, uh, sadly, uh, you know, that's that's a slippery slope because but they would have aborted a witch in a heartbeat. Well, saying. right. You know, I, I mean, <laughs> if know? I were being over the top ridiculous, yeah. that's exactly where I'd start going. I'm like, so you're saying no witches. So you're saying women can't show ankles. You <laughs> right. know, are we going back to the old <laughs> yeah. you know, swimsuits? Puritan days. Like, you, and, yeah. And can I say deeply hmm. rooted? America is deeply rooted in taking in the world's poor and destitute and allowing them the opportunity to build up an amazing life. It's a melting pot of all of the rejects from around the rest not, of the world. Not if you ask hey, the Republicans. Hey, it's, deeply rooted, it's deeply rooted in fleeing tyranny. Yeah, <laughs> right? it's also I, deeply rooted in so, fucking racism and genocide. Well, but sure, we're trying sure. to shed that. We're trying to right. We're trying to shed that. You're right. My point is this: he's. He, I feel as though in in that statement, he's speaking out of both sides of his mouth. Right. So it's like choose a fucking lane, buddy. But he won't do that, right? Because he's 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 a legal pontificator, uh, and, and he wants to just be right. Well, this is a very hot button imp- issue. You can't just be right. You 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 have to choose a side. Well, I you don't think there is any right. right. Well, I, 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 I think there's well, I think know, there's more right than there is wrong. I mean, I, and, I I guess if I were riffing off that, I would say we can't discount the fact. These are some deeply religious figures. 
So they've, they wholeheartedly to their soul, quote unquote, believe they are right, right. is incorrect. So therefore they think they are doing the right thing by setting the conditions. And my suspicion is what Alito's thinking is you set these conditions. And then as long as we keep getting the right judges in place to make decisions, we're going to steer this country culturally the way we want. Okay. So I, 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 it, mm. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm I know, I know, I know not problem. you, this is not, this is not you. So on, with that being said, my uh, retort to Alita would be, so at what point is it okay to tell another person what they have a right to do with their body or not do with their body? Because if you're saying women don't get to choose when they have an abortion, then I get to say whether or not you get dental work or, or you, get a you can have a tattoo, right? Yeah. Or you can have an earring or you can have any medical procedure. I get a right. Whether or you, get you that have right. rights, like for as example, a gay individual, for, right? For example, when you're over the certain age of something, and I know it's going to cost a whole bunch of money for you to get a medical procedure, and you have a smaller than fifty percent chance of surviving that, you don't get that medical procedure. Right. Well, I, I think it definitely bears pointing out that Alito's draft, what it does, 1973 Roe v. Wade is decided in January of 73. Prior to 1973, all abortion rights were dictated by the states. It was state law. At the time, 30 states had, you, you, you know, they had legislation against abortion in any form prior to 1973. In 1973, it moved all of those rights to the federal level, and it became federally mandated what your rights were in abortion. If they overturn this based on the language of his draft, all he's doing is he's passing the buck down to states. He's going federally. We will no longer control abortion. Yeah, it's now going and, back to the state's rights. And, you know, and, and there's a, there is a part of me, and this is one of those caveats that I was speaking to earlier, going back to states' rights. This is one of those things that, and, and I mean, look, you can't deny if you are half awake and paying a, a, just a, a modicum of attention to what's happening in the U.S. right now. That's where things are kind of headed. It's kind of heading back to states' rights. And if you don't like the state you're living in and the laws that are in that state, then find a state that aligns with your ethics and your ideologies and your philosophies and move your bahonkas there. Because that's really, it's, it's really not becoming, it's becoming less one nation. I feel <laughs> yeah. like. And, and it's and becoming more, 50 nations inside on yeah. one landmass. Well, I mean, it kind of, to me, here's what it kind of feels like. It kind of feels like it's the equivalent of all the countries in the EU. And the U.S. is like, you know, yeah, and that's what it is. I mean, only, only I mean, one currency, you can really travel among borders without any real issues. But right. other than that, nope. And the massive concern of this passing, Grinch, I apologize. The massive concern of this passing, aside from what it will do to Amendment 14, is ultimately what it's going to mean for Amendment 10. And Amendment 10 says power is not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. It's going to give states a massive amount of power Which to legislate is, within their so, own so borders. That. Is that a bad thing? Uh, I think it can be because right now, 23 well, states have on the books legislation and trigger laws that if this passes, they're going to bro, they're gonna say no abortion within that state. Louisiana is, Louisiana is passing legislation 
Well, that okay, says. but, 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 but it's a, it's Louisiana a still is Mo, most point. of Louisiana still isn't under English common law for crying out loud. <laughs> but what but I'm saying abortion but, is a homicide. So if a 15 year old okay, girl gets your point. Yeah. right, it's like, what are we doing? Yeah. To me, that's ridiculous. But I think a great point, right? Is well, if you, if you take it back to states, rights, Well, then fucking move if you don't like it. Right. You know, go go move to a state. That, that more aligns with your beliefs. So, you know, we, I mean, that's well, not obviously, you know, that's not a rational approach to the answer. Well, I, I, I mean, I will say, um, I was, I was thinking about this earlier because I had a feeling, you know, this kind of this, this lane of the conversation would come up because when we discuss gun control, I think I made a similar point of if you want it, it's, it's ironic. It's like my own poison maybe being used against me in the sense that I said, if you wanted to regulate it, you did it state by state. Right. You know, this is the opposite approach. Same idea, opposite approach going the other way. So, you know, I, I guess I have to be mindful then or I'm being made aware of the risks of some, something along those lines, which is you begin to have a divided nation that's kind of intermingled. And it's intermingled from similar peoples, you know, writ large who have culturally divided themselves. And I don't know that I could foresee a good path forward if that were to continue to happen. That's my concern. I mean, I think in the broad scheme, if I were to back up, we're some, you know, we're, two thoughts come to mind. Fucking elections matter. And government is supposed to be representative of where the people are. Yeah. Because you elect people that reflect your values and how you want your government to perform. So that, that may make, state level elections far more important than federal in the sense right. of how does it affect you? Well, right. quite frankly, at bro, the end of the day, I, if we I, said federal government's primary role is common defense, right? Right. Commerce and like common defense. Not tell me how to live. I, I think, I think state elections have always been more important, but most people don't realize that, right? right. Because it's not flashy. It's not big. It's not grandiose. Uh, most people don't realize that lo- local uh, municipalities and jurisdiction elections is really where a lot of the, the grassroots shit happens. Um, so I, I want to roll back for a second. Uh, I do agree and concur with you, Grinch. I, I feel as though if it becomes a state-by-state situation, uh, what you start to have is you start to have a lot of separation, right? Like, I mean, I think uh, I think there's been a lot of proof in the pudding proven that it's great to have a commingling of opinions and peoples and personalities and backgrounds, right? We make better, more, more informed and better decisions are made when it's a, a mix of people in a group. And if it ends up being this state by state thing, it's just going to be a separation of those, those, those ideologies and philosophies. People are going to be moving away to where they're more comfortable instead of pushing for, uh, progress and change and evolution. And the second point I want to make well, on this was, this is one of those instances rarely where I think, you know, there are certain inalienable rights, whether stated or not stated specifically with the constitution people should have. And I think the federal government should be making the right and better decision here than what's what the, than what the current trajectory seems to be pointing towards. Well, I, I know I made a statement, Haas, that when I said, you know, 23 states have, I, I think they're called trigger laws. So if Roe v. Wade occurs, those laws immediately get enacted. And yep. you said that's less, less than half. 
-hmm. Only 16 states will protect abortion rights on any level prior to viability throughout entire pregnancy. Only 16. Every other state is either I'm going to shut down abortion from beginning to end or some form of it. So more than half are going to maintain laws doing away with someone's ability to make that choice for themselves. Yeah. That's the problem. Look, I, it's not, it's not that I'm for it. I just, oh, I um, I just kind of like poking the bear. Sometimes hey, Hey, I fun, get it. Bro. And I appreciate I it. That's I can't why help myself. Isn't, eh. I know. Uh, I, I, I guess for me, the concern is if you, re- if you remove the federal oversight and you hand it to the States and Grinch, you said it, it, it may be a horrible analogy. I'm going to make the comparison and the connection and we'll just see what happens. Let's go back 160 years to slavery. In this country, northern states believed one way, southern states believed another way. Both had the right to make decisions for themselves, and we saw where that got us, and it divided a nation, ultimately leading to the Civil War. I'm not saying this topic will do that, but if 16 states say we're protecting abortion, we're going to be havens for anybody that wants to get an abortion, and every other state has some law, then you aren't you effectively in that same situation that both you and Ha said, we've now divided a nation. And now I'm picking and choosing where I live based on that as opposed to. Well, but the problem with that is, is that that's great for you because you have the ability to pick and choose where you want to live. Right. Right. Your your lifestyle affords you that. Unfortunately, a lot of people do not. Don't you dare. You're the guy that came out of the gate and said, move elsewhere. (laughs) Now you're coming back. and saying, I mean, I'm just saying, saying, wait a minute. (laughs) That's great for you because you can afford to move. But what about? Well, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that can't. Right. So. Right. I, I'm allowed to second guess my. You're allowed to waffle. You're absolutely. Uh, right. I'm not uh, yeah. perfect. <laughs> I was sorry. I was suddenly sorry. thinking about the the dark future that Raised by Wolves is based on, which is it's the atheist versus the Mithras or the God following. You know, right? But, um, yeah, I mean the, that. You know, it's one of those things. You're like, there's surely not, right? You know, in your head, you're like, surely not. It it, it couldn't come to that, and I hope it it doesn't. Um, but. Um, maybe shifting gears just a little bit focusing back on abortion itself, which was, which is part of that's the case. And, and it was argued in 72 decided in 73 was, you know, if we're, if we're going to take on, does the constitution provide protections and certain rights? One of the questions, and I haven't totally digested what the answer was, was when does a fetus gain constitutional rights? Yep. A lot of places say 15 weeks, any, you know, viability occurs at 15 weeks. I saw a stat that says, you know, based on that 15 weeks, they're saying most age 15 to 44 know they're pregnant after six weeks. So if you find out after six weeks that you're pregnant, that still gives you time prior to the 15 week cutoff saying that's when a fetus is technically a viable embryo, a viable life. So yeah, and I saw some things too that went a little bit higher than that. And I believe that was one of the arguments that Alito was making was um, they wanted to, they weren't necessarily saying there aren't abortion rights, but they're rolling back the window in which it's acceptable. In, term of, in terms of gestational period. Yes, correct. Yes. Yeah. And so I think that's one of the things that they're talking about is not wholly like you can't. Ho- the bell's been rung. You can't completely unring this bell. Right. But I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to limit the scope in which it's acceptable, legally speaking. But if they remove their ability to legislate at a federal level by giving it back to the states, then it becomes a moot point. They don't, you know what I'm saying? Once they do that, yeah, there I is know, no going bro. back. I, I don't, 
other than the politicization of it, I don't really understand why they even heard this shit because most of our listeners, you may or may not know, the Supreme Court picks and chooses what they want to hear, talk about, decide, and then uh, write about. Um, they don't what, what they make decisions on. They don't if if they don't want to hear something, they don't have to. Yeah, I'm sure there are hundreds of cases we never hear about because the Supreme yep. Court reviews and goes, nope, they, we're not hearing yep, it. They choose not to. And I'm honestly surprised. I mean, I am and I'm not, sadly. I was going to say, I don't think that I am. I think based on, like you said, you know, the politicalization of this right now and, and the way the, the Supreme Court was stacked during the last election. I mean, it was basically set up for this exact moment i think to some yeah. extent maybe maybe i I, mean, I think without a doubt I mean, honestly bro that's know. that's a little conspiracy theory theorist and and i'm not saying that I, you're wrong you, i'm not saying you already wrong. forgotten who our last president was <laughs> the, yeah, i'm not saying i'm, I'm yeah, not saying you're wrong bro <laughs> i know i know you're wrong, I but it's got that vibe to it right um and again to go back you know my, my biggest concern has always been the fact of how many judges that motherfucker got to a point um and yeah, now we're now we're beginning to see some of the well, effects of that. And, it, well, it's, and, and I'll argue your conspiracy theory, right? I would say the same right now, right? You know, if Biden had the ability to appoint, you know, three or four judges to sway, it would go. I mean, it, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's the reality of the way the Supreme Court is run and, and nominations are made, right? It happens yep. all the time. It is. Sure. It wasn't just other people. You know, other presidents have, have kind of stacked it in the favor of their party before that's true you're right you're right it's just the the fact that it's coming to such a paramount case for these decisions yeah right that's 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 concerning we uh uh, you know we've kind of touched on a lot of the as we tend to do some some strategic framework you know for the issue but we probably we haven't really delved into the issue itself of saying if we just ignored the white noise i mean it's it I think it's our nature is we, it's important to understand the, how we got here, because if you understand that you can better kind of think around the topic itself. But um, I mean, I know we kicked off with the question of, do you believe in choice versus pro-life, you know, pro-life. Um, and it sounded like Thor, you may have had some, some like vignettes or scenarios to kind of. I did well again, and it's interesting. And this was another question. I'm, I'm Haas. And of course I will remove you from this question because I know you do not specifically have your own children. So I hope you're okay with that. Nothing against you personally. Right. But for, no, I think, I think so. He can still, cause I well, think I know what I'm your saying, question is going to be. And I think, for I think Mac and was, Grinch, did you ever consider that with your kid? Like when you got pregnant, like, is this really a good time? Is this, do we want to do this now? Grinch, I know you were married. It's never a good fucking time to, to have a kid. Come on. I think we all know that. Right. Well, And again, full disclosure at my age, when I got, pregnant when we were pregnant with our first kid you didn't get pregnant but yeah thank you for you know the the keeping you honest poking the doors to seahorse i don't know if you knew that oh i missed that yeah sorry the the question of was abortion a viable option for myself and my ex-wife at the time because of how young we were and like that was something that we did talk about and it's interesting because i know at the outset i said i'm pro-choice i am for everybody else for me though (laughs) I was pro-life because I told my ex, I don't believe in abortion for me. Whatever decision you make, I respect and I will support you. I'll hold your hand, whatever. I personally don't agree with it. I will use Haas's caveat. At the time, I was uneducated. 
didn't really ask myself a lot of questions about, you know, where did I expect life to go and what was it like raising a kid? So I thought it's just not for me. And so fast forward two kids regardless. So I was just curious. I did weigh that option at the time I got pregnant with my first child. When, when my ex and I got pregnant, we had that conversation. That's why I was curious. Did either of you ever contemplate, was the discussion ever brought up with your significant other, or was it, we're married, we're having a kid, you know, there is no conversation, which is fine. I'm just curious. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll jump in. Um, and I'll say, uh, Haas, I saw your, your note there as well. Um, two, two thoughts. One is I've had moments where I was like, I couldn't imagine not having them in my life. And, you know, yes, there was a moment where we had to, had to assess what it meant for us and where we were in our life. Now, thankfully it wasn't, you know, it wasn't so life-changing where we had to just, you know, like it's either this or just, it's, it's going to go bad. Right. That wasn't necessarily where we were coming from. It was more just as adults, pragmatic, let's think about this. And neither one of us happened to be particularly grounded in religion. So it, it wasn't, it wasn't shifting the scales. Um, but I do want to touch on a story. It's actually somebody we knew from high school um, and certainly won't mention the name because, you know, I, I have in no way, shape or form rights to speak. Right. For Their this anonymity person. is right. But what I'll say is this person thought at such an early age, it was going to be devastating to their life and went to the clinic. And I only, you know, this is how much I know. I wasn't there in the clinic, right? Once they explained to her what was going to happen and explained all, you know, you know, it, it was a professional organization, if you will. She left and said, I'm not going to do it. And that child is in this world today. And I think, and I do self, you know, I, I'm, I'm a fan of irony, you know, and dark humor. And I, I do, I do laugh at the notion of, or the joke that's like, I've noticed most people who are against abortion have been born. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. I do. You know, so I just wanted to say those two things and I'll shut up. Okay. Mac, what about you? Yeah. I mean, without a, without a doubt, I mean, the discussion has to be had, you know, because, it was not necessarily a planned pregnancy. So right. you, you have to have that discussion at the time. And um, to, to Grinch's point, you know, what, 19 years later, I, I can't imagine not having, you know, little Mac in my life. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I think, you know, for us, we made the right decision. And that's not, again, not to say that that's the right decision for somebody else. Yeah. And obviously the adult thing is, unless it is planned from outset, you have that discussion to weigh all your options and decide what's best for you, me, us, you know, your significant other or whatever. So, and I, I apologize, Haas, I saw your note and that was not to discount you. I did not know that. So I was not making any assumptions about your situation. I know you're married and, and all of that. So that's why I was saying, I, I didn't know that you had had a previous run in with this particular thing. So if you'd like to elaborate your level of comfortability, feel free. Um, yeah. The, the, um... What the comment was is that I've actually had to ponder and make this decision before. Um, it was not something that was taken lightly or easy. Uh, it was um, with someone who I cared about and cared about me. Um, we were not in a particularly long-term or very overly committed relationship at the time. Um, 
it was there were many factors taken into play uh, and we ultimately decided to make the decision to abort. Um, we were both okay with that. Um, ultimately, she ended up miscarrying before. Uh, before it the actually, the procedure yes. occurred. Okay. Yep. Um, so, and, and one of the reasons we decided to do that was because she had a family uh, history of, uh, of miscarriages and problematic um, pregnancies. Gotcha. And then, and, so tie, and then tying the fact that. that I was born with a birth defect, um, that was also part of, that was one of the factors in that decision. I mean, is was being kinda, from South Carolina really, I mean, they call that a birth defect? <laughs> yes, <laughs> we do, actually, by the way. <laughs> you you do. You're mistaken. And, and still, yet again, not not as well educated as I might prefer <laughs> on this topic, but um, but we'll let it slide because you're so handsome. There you go. Well, he, uh, he, he did, you know, go to school in Florida for a period He was of talking time, about so. you, not me. He, he still chooses to live in Florida. My point is well made there. <laughs> exactly. And I, I still uh, walk through TSA barefoot. My, my point toes is on further, the further well made. But, but goddamn it, he'll be able to argue for me. He'll be able to carry a shovel with no license here pretty soon. So. That's right. Hey, look, it's not mentioned in the Constitution, right? So do, are That's you it. really, is it, is, are shovels deeply rooted in the American history? I, I guess maybe they are. <laughs> I, they might be. Uh, I, I, uh, I, I'm talking out of my ass a little bit on this. Is that um, why it's in front of the camera? Okay. Yes. Which, you know, I do. Um, <laughs> I wonder, at least, I wonder, and I don't know that I, I I don't know, but somewhere in my head, like <laughs> what I want to say is for anybody who's pro-life or, you know, anti-abortion, you, you tend to make an issue easier when you frame in your mind a stereotypical example of like this harlot, you know, kind of thing. And it's not that easy. You know, humans humans are complicated and everybody's got their own life that they're living, which is why I tend to lean towards allowing the decision. Well, and and, and, and on that note, that's the problem I have with Alito is, is it's not black and white and the law is not meant for it to be black and white. It's supposed to be gray. It's supposed to be based on context. Yeah. And and, and I, I, I do believe in many instances it's not an easy decision. Um, and frankly, if it is, that's probably a piece of shit person. Well, that, that, that's honest. potentially it, the kind of person that shouldn't be raising a kid anyway, honestly. Right. It, it's not somebody. I, mean, I, I know that with, sounds very you know, broad, I, but. And then if I were just to just say yes, and if, if I want to make my world simplified, because my worldview, like this makes my worldview easier and go, do we need a whole lot more people in this world? No. You know, we don't. And then I'll simultaneously, this is another, you know, kind of theme that I've heard that I do agree with, which is. A lot of people who are pro-life won't do a fucking thing for these people once they're in the world. Right. That that's yeah. my that's, yeah, the irony. The irony is, is they want they want to no, and that was one of the points I wanted to bring up is the the the, the right want to have these people in the world in situations these the people who are bringing them in don't want them to be there because they can't support them and take care of them. But once they're here, heaven forbid they need help. Heaven forbid they need help feeding them. Right. Giving them shelter, giving them clothes, giving them education, giving them health care. Heaven fucking forbid they need that support. Yeah. So what I mean, you're telling me is you want me to bring this 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 life into the world, and then I've got to struggle. They've got to struggle. So now we have generations of, of family that are struggling because you told me I had to do this thing. Yeah, okay. and it's one of those, like, you shouldn't have that many kids. I got it. I got it. I, I feel that way. I don't – I've seen idiocracy. I don't want Cletus – Reproducing over and over and over again. I don't. 
but not everybody is educated or taking the time to do that. And that's the concern more for me is those that don't have the maturity or the means, but yet they feel they're God fearing. And they're like, well, this is just the way it needs to be. I'm like, you're exactly who doesn't need to bring more people in this world. Sorry. I sound elitist. I know. And then you have people. No, like no I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I said the same thing. And, and as I said it, right, I, I felt the same way. I'm like, that that sounds like an ass of me, but it's it's the reality of it, right? And and, and I feel bad now that I drove Hoss off by cutting him off. And I apologize for that, but I just I wanted to agree with you on that. And apparently he disagrees with us. Look, at the end of the day, by saying that statement though, you're advocating pro-choice, giving everybody the right to choose. Am I in a position to raise this kid? What were the circumstances by which I got pregnant? Does the kid have massive dramatic medical issues that are going to mean quality of life for both the child and myself are non-existent? Like there are times where absolutely it's a no brainer in terms of a choice. And so if you remove one's ability to make that choice, what benefit comes from that? This, this is my sixth kid and I can't take care of the first five. Right. So, I mean, I don't agree with gun control in its current form in the United States. I I don't have any desire to live in a douchebag state where open carry is allowed. But if somebody has that choice, then they have a right to strap a gun to their hip or not. In this instance, we're talking about removing choice from the equation. And that becomes the problem. Are we talking about the same party having the right to be able to take lives? Like you can't take this life in this instance, but I'm but allowed you can to take this life in this instance. Right. Tell, did, did we finally get to that argument? Oh, no, I've been not yet. Right. Yeah, I think, no, I think I you mean, just got us there. You just primed it so perfectly. My nipples are hard. Look, yeah. I definitely think there are instances where the consideration of abortion absolutely needs to be considered. As I said, I was young, you know, looking at the situation and weighing the options probably should have weighed them a little more carefully, but the choice was made and, as everyone here has said, you know, I I don't regret the choice I made. Um, But, you know, when we're talking about rape in this country, uh, currently about 18 million women experience rape in their lifetime. And the the quick breakdown of that, the big ones that they talk about, 26% of them, um, it's either a current or former partner, 5.2% an acquaintance, and 6.9% a total stranger. So if you do the math, and let's just say rape-related pregnancy, about 3 million women in this country experience rape-related pregnancy. So a pregnancy, obviously, from rape. If I had to explain that, uh, there you go. 6.9% of 18 million is 1,242,000. So if 1.3 million women have a rape-related pregnancy from a total stranger and they choose to get an abortion, they are, you know, if this law passes, they can no longer do that, potentially, depending on where the state is. If they're in Louisiana now, it's potentially homicide and they're facing criminal charges. Like, and again, I know, Hosh, you mentioned Louisiana and maybe they're backward ass ways now, but it's, it's like, what are we doing? Like, why are these decisions getting made? Why are, are there not protections in place, at least from the federal level? I mean, fuck, I don't know. Well, and it, it's and, something that's and been we bothering haven't, me. We week. haven't seen the final decision I or know. opinion, right? And and I've I have to believe in my heart of heart. I mean, there's there's three women sitting there, you know. I mean, well, and, one of them and, has already said Annie Cunty Barrett. Well, has already said uh, which I'm, which I can't believe I cannot believe. I she mean, would want choice removed. Woof, woof. 
Woof. I agree. What a what a piece of crap of a human being. Like, I mean, I don't even know how she can pridefully call herself a woman, to be honest. I I just keep, you know, I mean, Haas, like you when you perked up when we first broached the topic. I I mean, this is kind of where I really reside right now, which is I can't reconcile someone who says you just you just have a right to come into this world because two people had sex. It's it's that's what God would want, right? Because it, it, I mean, in my opinion, it, it it's 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 morals based in religion. I, I believe that to be true. I don't know if it's hundred percent true. Listen, but I believe I, it p- to be true. Part of me agrees with that, and part of me says, well, no. Part of me says at the point where we can scientifically prove that the 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 fetus has feelings and emotions and can experience pain, it's murder. Yeah, and, well, and and where I was, you know, as I, I was arcing over, is shouldn't we make the world that the people live in as good as possible? And mm-hmm. if we have certain circumstances, whether it's poverty, whether it's being raised in a way that you know that child is like destined for being, I mean, you know, being in the in the in the quote unquote system, you know, like. How is that making us a better country or how is that like if you if you bring a child into like basically a life of suffering the hypocrisy and, idi- and idiocracy uh, of how the right thinks in this regard blows my mind right because they want to be fiscally conservative and they want us to be smart about the pennies and the nickels and the dimes right but they they also want people who don't want to bring other people into this world to create more burden on society to bring them in regardless. Well, don't don't the Republicans of conservatism say, you know, smaller government, less intrusive, not a part of your lives. And yet they're going to hand it down to the states and the states well, will just be intrusive. So, yeah, but I mean, that's the point, though, is, is, is it would be states rights, right? It would be less big government. Which, but, you know, used to be a platform topic for the Republicans, which was federalism, you know, the idea of federalism. I'm not opposed to it. And if, and if those that that are deciding my lives, I'm closer to them than something that's in DC. I'm not entirely against the notion of saying federal government step out of this. I'm not, you know, but like I said, there's facets to this. There's the case itself. And then there's the topic itself. One's affecting the other right now, which is why we've, we've married the two up. But if I just said, okay, let's ignore states or any level of government and just said on principle, how do I feel about this? Then I think, you know, coming full circle back to what you said, Haas, at the very beginning of like, I am pro-choice. I will say that there are some caveats there of, am I going to be agreeable to someone going, well, I'm in eight months, but, you know, the job just didn't pan out. Like, No, no, that's exactly know, what? my thing is, yes, that, that was one of my caveats was – there has to be a reasonable scientific cutoff point, right? Okay. Like we, 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 if, if there, if there is, if it's scientifically proven that the baby has thoughts, feelings, emotions, I think, I think they called it the quickening, right? Scientifically speaking, like there's a certain point once the baby starts moving around and, and, and it's been proven that they have feelings and emotions and all that. Yeah. Come on. Like, I mean, that's murder. So yeah. I'm curious based on what y'all have said, and this might be off topic. But federal government versus state government. So 
would it not be beneficial to shift all laws to the federal level? And I guess my connection, the, the connective tissue for do, that would do you be. Want to, do you want to put some parameters on that when you say all laws? All, all laws, one, one body, all laws, boom. And, and I guess and I'm only and gonna my parameter would be. Like, so, there's some which, things like. So what you're going to like the Roman Empire. Yeah, I was going to say, there's some things like administrative law of like electrical code or building code. Oh, yeah. Or, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, yeah. I'm no, 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 no. No, no, it's, man, it's, it's, it's all empire, nothing, dude. Right? I mean, like, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> well, again, well, my I'm connection. Sorry. I derailed yeah. your larger Thank point. Thank you. <laughs> my connection would be <laughs> yeah, Grinch, Haas, you love Chick-fil-A. And your expectation okay. is when you go to Chick-fil-A in Florida, it's the same fucking Chick-fil-A you get in North Carolina. It's the same Chick-fil-A you get in Michigan and California, no matter where you go. It is the same. If you go to Publix, Publix here is the same as Publix. That, you know what I'm saying? And I know I'm using kind of a broad stroke here. If all laws were passed up, Everywhere you went would be identical. If same-sex marriage is approved at the federal level, it's approved everywhere. There is no, oh, not in our fucking state. Or if legalization of marijuana occurred at the federal level, not in our mm-hmm. state. There is, Mac, it goes that's back kinda, to what you said. But that's the beauty of the move, U.S., though, right? Move elsewhere. No, I think it's also well, part of the problem with the U.S. It, yes, it right. is a benefit. It is the boon and the bad because now you're, if you're in a, let's say you're not a red leaning and you're in a red state. Or yep. a Bible like Belt you. State. I mean, that's that's where you're getting at, right? Is your right. frustration well, of where well, you live? I mean, first off, I would hate that. I, I think that's very, very dangerous. Too. And it's and, it, and I say this in all seriousness. This this is communism and fascism, mm-hmm. because you can make some broad sweeping voting decisions, and then once you get into that power position, it never changes. And never I, I don't rolls use, back. You I'll never have it. a you never uh, have a, 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 a foothold to make any kind of affectionary change. I'll, I'll use the example of Iraq. Saddam Hussein was in power as a minority between the Sunni and Shia, Shia, but he held power because they got a grasp of the central government and then just instituted policies that ensure they retained it. Well, I guess, so, yeah, but the other he, side he, of that is a president can't stay in power. It's constitutionally binding. He's got to be out. Uh, yeah, uh, but for the now, Supreme Court. For now. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Until, until he well, changes the- Well, that can the, never uh, be changed. That can't be changed at the state level. So that argument's moot. You can't change that at the state level. President is only going to be there for four, eight years. Right, but if you move states everything are to the federal level- Well, that's a constitutional well, amendment. If I, if that's three-fifths three of the states, right? Which, again, is irrelevant <laughs> at the state level in terms of state senators, state congressmen. The people in D.C., the senators that represent the states make that decision, the congressman at the state level. That's irrelevant. That's what I'm saying. When we talk about those people getting elected, Supreme Court justices, presidents, the states have no control. Philosophically, yeah, philosophically, I understand where you're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is it's a broader representation of the culture managed centrally. So it applies to all as opposed to this decentralized amalgamation of. Right. And, and I, I'm not in any way, shape or form saying I'm in favor. Yeah, of that. Yeah, I yeah. was simply posing the hypothetical. Would that make yeah. things simpler? And again, I, I use the analogy of if Haas goes to Chick-fil-A in Florida, it's the same. He knows he's getting the same thing when he goes to. Yeah. To the but one we're talking Carolina. about a corporation versus a government. Right? Oh, I agree. We're it's talking it's about definitely a not profit organization. Right. I mean, but, but again, like like Grin said, I, I get philosophically where you're going with this. And um, yeah, I mean, I think it could, quote unquote, make things more simplified. Right. Um, but I'm not necessarily sure it makes it better. Better. I agree. It's probably not. And, and I was just curious. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah like, for, like, I could see how, like, if I want to say if good people had good intentions, how it would be run, which is federally mandated jurisdictional guidelines. 
no gerrymandering, none of that bullshit. Right. It is based on population and like some other simple factors, right? I can see how good could be achieved. My fear is the evil that would be achieved because if you were able to start taking right. control of that system. Families would basically be setting up dynasties, right? Little, little miniature governments within the government, you know, and running things. Yeah, we, we'd be going in a backwards direction. And that, that, that what happens now with the Clintons and stuff. Hmm. What do they do? I mean, could be Where did that come from? I was totally well, out of left field. Or, or the Bushes. No, I mean, you're you talking know. about, yeah, or the Bushes, right? I mean, you're yeah. talking about, you know, little family dynasties. I mean, it, well, it they're, they are there, but they're not necessarily. I mean, there's only so many generations most of them can last, right? I mean, you can go the back. The Kennedys. Right. Well, you can only go you, back to. If yeah, you yeah, but they don't usually last. Abortion, more they can, than a generations can go more and more now because. Are we talking about abortion? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Let's cycle back. <laughs> I tried to bring that back in. But the scary yeah, part at the outset of this, talking about the draft from Alito, and you guys said it. I mean, Roe v. Wade has been in place for nearly 50 years. If this does come down in June and this is the current form and it is passed and that's how it's decided, this will change abortion laws permanently in this country. Not, not for the next few generations. It'll be permanent. And the other thing, I just saw an article which I thought was interesting. They were talking about this ruling, what it's going to mean in terms of due process and other rights that people have. Same-sex marriage is not expressly outlined in the Constitution. Yep. That potentially that's is going to now this- be an issue the politicization of this is what I think this is really geared up for. Right. I'm, I, I don't think this is a specific, a specific, I think this is a surgical strike and right. I think there's probably more to come after it. And I mentioned, I was talking about this with my dad and he mentioned like privacy, privacy laws. There's nothing explicitly outlined in the constitution for privacy laws. So that's going to open a door. They can do whatever that's they want a now. Huge thing now. Right. And it's like, so are we okay doing that? Are we okay saying this is what we're willing to settle for? And uh, I, I know we don't get a, a choice. Major- I hope a, a majority of the American people aren't, and we'll start. Well, you would. There are choices because people can file lawsuits. Well, of course, right? You can file a lawsuit against the government and run it up the flagpole. Um, and, and, and what did you say? What did you say early on about whether or not the Supreme Court does or does true. not have to take the case? That's true, but I mean, but here's the thing: if enough. If there's enough of a, a cultural movement, they don't necessarily have a choice. I mean, they can defer, 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 but eventually, you know, Pressure if there's enough. Well, yeah, right, exactly. And, and can I just say real quick, because we touched on this when we did our podcast about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, which is what well, I don't I don't agree with lifetime appointments for the Supreme Court. I don't. I think I, I think that's outdated as a concept. Yeah, with the infrequency in which, you know, I mean, who, I mean, good Lord, a four-year term and he got three to the bench. Lifetime appointments. I mean, that's, that's, and and which, and and they'll be there for probably a a decade and a half or two decades and a half. Yeah, at least 20 years, probably most of them. Which means if this does pass, it won't be changed, at least not well, in the foreseeable I'm future. And, and, and here's the funny thing. And, and again, this is like, it's like my, how the world turns, right? You know, for the, for the longest time, what did we hear from the right? Which is, we need to stop legislating from the bench. And here we are, mm-hmm. legislating. And here we are, right? Well, I mean, we've, already, we've, we, we've already established the fact that the, the, the right only complains about something when it's not going their way. I mean, right? Like they don't, there is no logical basis in their arguments. 
So I do want to bring us back to a point, Mac, the I am pro, I don't get a fucking choice comment you made early on. And so here's where I'm going to go ahead and drop this in. It's going to be relevant to the group. So if you're a listener out there to a spirited debate and you, you know, you drop in week in and week out and you listen to the four horsemen, you know, by now we are four dudes that sit around and we debate specific topics. And if you're a female listener, you're probably going, who the fuck do you think you are talking about something that really doesn't pertain to you? Fair point. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's important. It's, it's a fair we're point just, to them. We're talking about it, we're right? Talking we're talking about it. I think we've all said that we don't. We're, we're not legislating it. from the bench here, right? We're simply uh-huh. talking about it. I, I I mentioned this months ago. I because I know I had brought this. Hey, let's let's do this topic at some point. And I I happened to in passing mention to my wife. Yeah, you know, abortion, da da da. You know, men don't really get a choice. And she's like, I'm gonna stop you right there. And I was like, okay, what to do? And she's like, I'm going to propose, propose something to you just to get you thinking about this. She goes, we're married. I get raped and I decide that I'm going to keep the baby. Should you not have an opinion about that situation, whether or not that baby gets kept? Nope. That was yeah, one of my have an opinion about that situation. Go ahead, Austin. No, no, Matt, you haven't said much, please. The floor is yours, my friend. Yeah, you absolutely have an opinion in that situation. You can stay with your wife or you can leave your wife. But at the end of the day, the decision is hers on what she wants to do with her body. Not disputing that at all, but it definitely has weight with the male in the equation. I, in terms no, of I his completely choice. just made that a very simple statement, right? Yeah, because but, at the end of the day, if that happened to me, it would not be that simple of a situation, <laughs> I'm sure. Right. No. But. Yeah, you know, I, that, I that, I, to me, I think to some extent that that's your choice, right? I, I, I was taken aback by her comment and I will, I will give you the floor in a moment, Haas. So don't forget what you were saying. Mm-hmm. I was taken aback by her comment because I was like, that never occurred to me. I'm like, you get raped. You would want to keep it. She goes, there are absolutely women out there that are pro-life. And if they got raped, they would keep it. So what would you do in that instance? I'm like, I fucking have no idea. Like I was just, I was stunned. I was uh, like, I never thought of it that the, way. She, she is the perfect soulmate for you. I mean, a, a, a person on this planet who can get you to like not have an answer to something. Her point well, was see, the, the men... first problem would be Thor's. Uh, Thor's response: What the fuck? Where were you? And what were you doing? Because uh, that's <laughs> yeah. not the way I run my house. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, the the thing I'll say to that, um, dodging the answer to the question for a second, which is. This is how law gets so convoluted and complicated because the anecdote challenges what you try to keep as a very straightforward and clean policy approach, right? Um, Because as, as I think we would all do, the moment someone says, well, I just don't believe in abortion, what do we do? Well, what about, well, what about, right? Right. You suddenly play devil's advocate in every scenario. if, if if you can keep your world simplified and that's what allows you to live your life, I'm not going to tell you you can't or shouldn't feel that way. But I will empathize with the person who's like, I'm caught in a difficult situation because the law never envisioned a scenario like this. Right. How could it? There's no precedent to this as far as anybody knows. And so now you're trying to take this oddball scenario that is very gray and complicated and stick it in a box. It's either black, a black or, or white. white. Yes. And, and so when I think of this topic in the broad sense, that's where 
like I could probably all day go, well, let's run through another scenario. Well, this is what I think. And the truth is until you're in the mix, that's the other piece. I don't want to tell anybody else how, how to live. So I guess I'll, I'll that's, come that's back. a very start, important key. Right there, I'll start that from that in the yeah. sense of, a decision like this, I don't want to tell them what they have to do. I, I don't want to tell people what have to what they have to do within reason. Right. And that's and that's maybe the finished thought what, is I'm OK what, with like a floor and a ceiling. Right. The in-between is what the system is supposed to adjudicate. Right. There, 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 there should there has to be parameters. Right. There has to be laws. That's how modern societies evolve. You, you have and, to appreciate and, and the beauty themselves. of Greg. <laughs> Thank I'm you. Sure, absolutely. Thank you. And because you know, lightning crashes. Go, going back, does. Going, does. going back you. to the question, though, uh, Thor, um, I think 100% the man gets the 100% the man should be consulted. It should right. be a conversation. At there's the never, an, there's well, never, yeah, an, inst- there's never if, an instance. If where it's it not a be. conversation, then there's pro- there's bigger problems in the marriage. In the marriage. And then, I, I know me, I'm going down the path, like, uh, an odd path there, but with, with my situation, where the, the person I was with, um. One of the discussions we had was, well, if I want to have the child and you don't, and and I'm talking about me, Hoss, wanted wanting the child, would I will I will provide for you through the pregnancy. Once the child is born, I will take over, and you can you can do nothing, and I will raise the child myself. That should be an option. I, right? I agree. I agree. Um, and you know, I get. There are some women, and it was in part of what was the the stimulus of the intellectual part of this conversation was the fact that there were complications, medical complications, a historical proven fact that this was an issue, and so that's why that was one of the main factors that went into that decision. But it's not a it's not a this or that argument. It, it there has to be. It's like anything in life. I mean, there should be compromise. There should be conversations. There should be intellectual based intellect, based in reasoning, and then there should be a compromise. It, it, it's it's not a this or that situation. I mean, this of all subject matters cannot, nor should it be. And that's the, that's that. the important thing, right? You can't build legislation around what if so many scenarios, right? Because you know, typically your legislation is it's it's this or it's this, and that's it. There's no middle ground. But in, in a lot of scenarios, especially like you said, Austin, this, this whole world, this whole thing lives in middle ground, right? There are it, very few cases that are one end or the other that absolutely. could be covered by the legislation. Yeah. And that, 99% it, it, of them fall in that middle ground that you can't, you can't account for. And, now, it, and if I'm Judge Judy and that case came before me, right? You know, the husband questions whether they should do it. The wife wants to stay, you know, honestly, to keep it, in an adult mature conversation, it's like, okay, well, let's talk about that. One, do you want to stay married? Two, is it your health care or is it hers? Because that's a decision. Right. You're not, fi- if you say, I don't want to be financially obligated in any way, shape, or form for food, school, higher education, like those are the real realities of that that are going to hit as opposed to the, I just believe all life is precious, you know? <laughs> well. I yeah. think that's believing that doesn't pay the fucking bills. <laughs> Real quick though, <laughs> Judge Grinch, that that is a show that I would watch the shit out of. Uh, I, yeah, I think we should make that happen somehow. <laughs> or right, that's so where Mommy comes in. So Mommy let's will, assume he thinks it's his. <laughs> <laughs> so let's Mac. I'll use you an example. Let's assume you and your Ari wife. Well, you do you want to abort me? Is that the example? You and your wife 
you know, she gets pregnant and you say, look, you know, we're young, we're 20 years old, whatever. And, and we're not fiscally responsible. We shouldn't have a kid. I think we should get an abortion. And she's like, uh, I want to keep the kid. And you're like, if you do that, we're not staying together. Let's just make that assumption. Right. So you're like, okay. And then you get a letter in the mail. You are paying for that child. Now you said, I don't want that child. I don't want to be biologically tied to that child. That was the decision you made. And then she goes, I want child support. What should be your recourse at that point? Because you've openly said, I don't want that child, but she, because it was her choice. Fuck you. You don't get a choice. I'm keeping the baby. Oh, guess what? Now you're paying me child support for 18 years. Right. So, so I'm just saying is. in that situation, <laughs> Mac right now is in his head. He's going, this is why murder happens. <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? What what becomes the recourse? And this is the only this is the only reason I bring up this men's is my point, approach though, to abortion and what 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 role do they play in the conversation? Because you absolutely can get gut punched, both physically and financially, regardless of your opinion. Emotionally, and, you're back in with mom and, dad. and I know they say, well, it's a women's right to choose, but it absolutely unequivocally does have effects for men down the line. And then at what, so should they not be a part of the conversation? Cause it's okay for her to make the choice. I'm keeping I'm not the baby. They shouldn't be part of the conversation. I, th- I think they should be a part of the conversation. And again, and we're talking about, you know, a huge disparity, you know, a huge gap of cases here. Right. 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 You know, in that situation. Yeah. I think they should be part of the conversation without a doubt. And if um, she decides to keep it and you move on and then she knocks, you know, sends the sheriff to knock on your door and say, here's a, a thing to re- appear in court. You're going to owe child support. As the law's written today, you pay up. And you're okay with that. I, I said as the law's written today, you're okay you pay with up. that. <laughs> well, I said right. as the law is written today, again, you pay up. In the world I don't we think, live yeah, in. I, know. I think I think I am okay with that because you know, again, you know, I have a choice. You know, right. I could have wrapped it. I chose not to. Maybe you did. Maybe it broke. Something that's beyond your control. Double bag it. Mm. Pull out. Well, right. I mean, that's not doing not doing staying grounded in the world. Let's let's play that reality out, which is let's say you 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 have means, you probably start what amounts to a precedent setting lawsuit, right? Because you're probably gonna start in some local magistrate. And maybe it makes it all the way to a state Supreme Court. And then we know there's only so many channels by which you get into the federal. But right. that's what ends up happening is you say, that's I challenge. I'm not paying no. alimony or this or that. So I'll pay this lawyer 10 times more than what I could have just paid you to shut up. No. What, what, the problem is what happens is, and, and again, I'm painting with a broad stroke because we you know, try not to do sometimes, but they just don't fucking pay. Well, of course. Right? I mean, that's what happens 90% of the time, probably. Yeah, in situations you're like, like I shouldn't say 90, but yeah, I mean, they're just like, well, fine, I'm just not going to fucking pay. I didn't want the baby to begin with. You know, what are you going to do? I, I'm working, you know, a dead end job anyway, probably. All of that to say, I totally agree that it is the woman's final choice, but a man absolutely, I think, should have a say. Look, if yeah, you get absolutely. raped, if you get raped, there is that's no different. say. It is your choice it's, 100%. Agreed. Again, it's, it's well, back to the the extremes and then the middle ground yeah it's easy, I mean, it's easy to say what you're going to do in each either extreme it's pro, hard pro to choice say what you're going to do in that gray area right absolutely yeah. has. there has to be you you, you can't carte blanche say every case is different other. i mean it's just that is not the reality of life 
And again, it's all about choice. So I'm okay with that versus pro-life. The minute you have sex, you no longer get a choice. If you're pregnant, sucks to be you. The morning after pill, you know, that's going to be fucking illegal. In any state where abortion becomes illegal, the morning, like, I don't understand why the morning after pill isn't an over-the-counter drug like Tylenol. If you have sex, you wake Mm -hmm. up the next morning, you're like, I don't want to, I don't want to have a baby. Take the fucking Tylenol and you move on. You know, well, why are we not making that more accessible for people to at least have the option? I mean, the irony is, is in the states where it will ultimately end up being coming illegal is the states where people probably should be procreating as much. It, well, yeah, Very that's true. what I was going to say. I mean, a lot of this is I, I, I don't know the answer to this. Does anybody know the background of Roe v. Wade? Like who was involved in that? I, I actually don't. I, I, um, I did 20 years ago. When yeah. I actually had to write, when I actually was somebody, studying somebody writing somebody about somebody it. Somebody named Rowan, somebody named Wade. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, and this yeah. is where, like, I know no, there's a lot of organizations that, that tend, you know, you, you you think of them monolithically and they have these stereotypical thoughts. But, I mean, frankly, this is where sometimes you're like ACLU comes in because they're going to bring resources that you as Joe or Jane, you know, Smith just simply can't afford. Um, but, yeah, I mean... It, Okay. Right. You try to craft the law black and white right. and then the world comes in and offers like these scenarios you never could have envisioned. And then that's what the courts are supposed to do. Well, so I Roe know. v. Wade Go was ahead, uh, uh, Jane Roe, who was Norma McCorvey, 1969, became pregnant with her third child. She wanted to abort, but lived in Texas where abortion was illegal, except when necessary to save the mother's life. Um, she had attorneys who filed a lawsuit on her behalf in U.S. federal court, um, uh, where Texas, of course, said that it was unconstitutional. Uh, Henry Wade was the district attorney. Attorney, right. So that's right, what she right, right. ultimately the decision was forced all the way up to the Supreme Court, where there was a 7-2 decision uh, in McCorvey's favor. Yeah, that would explain why one of the justices said it wasn't at a, it wasn't at a decision to live in Texas. Yeah. Which, which, hold on, in 1969, maybe it was, but probably not, right? Because she, maybe she didn't, like, like, uh, I think it was Matt was saying that maybe she didn't have the means to move. To move, right. Well, that was one of the things I was, I was looking at is it was talking about if you, if you choose to get an abortion right now in certain states and they're saying the average for, for 15 to 44 year olds. And they're talking about Mississippi because they were citing Mississippi's laws, 14, 15 to 44 year olds. If they're in Mississippi, they have to drive about 78 miles if they want to get an abortion because they can't do it in Mississippi. If this law goes through with a Supreme court decision, that's going to go from 78 miles to 380 miles. Now you're talking about staying overnight, like the cost of doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. You know, you just, sort of made me think about what might bring this back to the federal level though, which is likewise, a state cannot tell me I cannot go to another state for any health issues. That's true. Right. right? If a state tries to do that, that will trigger federal because that's state to state. Yep. So if I'm in North Carolina and our policy is we don't require residency if somebody tries some bullshit like that, it is merely a medical service then it, do, it doesn't care where the patient comes from but if you're like texas going nope city group we forbid you from allowing any of your employee no you cannot do that you cannot and if you were to come after me that way that might create 
the next series of lawsuits of going, mm-hmm. what, well, how I, think, I choose I mean, to pay my employees within certain parameters is my business. Yeah. I think at that point you just simply, you know, you, you can easily work around that by saying, guess what? All of our employees are now remote workers. They don't live in the state of Texas anymore. And so they can go wherever the fuck they want to go and get their abortion. I, I guess a concern I have is what is this going to do? You know, and, and again, it's, we've seen it before, you know, prior to the, you know, so-called underground abortion market, right? You know, where, where you have people that right. you know, this is their only option. And so they go to get an abortion, you know, in the van down, you know, down the alley and, now you've got two problems, right? Because obviously that's not a very sterile environment. It's well, not like getting dental work in a bathroom and, you know. Brought a slot. Brought a slot. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Right. <laughs> Mrs. Haas brought up this point, which was, you know, it's not like it's getting rid of abortions. What it's getting rid of is safe abortions. Right. And that's the well, that's a huge concern. Yeah. I mean, it's drugs, right? Drugs are illegal. <laughs> I guarantee you four out of four people in here know where to get them. Um, so yeah, you're, you're just getting rid of the safe abortion. It's That's important to know point. that safe abortions aren't necessarily necessarily just for the baby. They're also for the, for the person carrying the child, right? Like, I mean, right. if someone has a herical or from or familial issue with being pregnant, it's for their safety as well. Um, well that, I also you, wanted to point out real quick before we, before we mm-hmm. move in a different direction. Yeah. yeah. Um, once Roe v. Wade was passed, abortion rates actually continued to fall over the course of time, hmm. statistically. Um, so in 1980, there were 30 <sighs> per 1,000 women, um, then it dropped to 11.3 by 2018. So, uh, and then by, what did it say, by late uh, 2000, um, only, no, that's okay, that was it. So, like, yeah, so it dropped. Uh, from eighty, from nineteen eighty to two thousand eighteen, from thirty uh, per thousand women to eleven point three per thousand women. So it's not like shit was trending in the wrong direction. I wonder why that is, though. I wonder if there's some sort of a correlation as to why. You know, I, I think I, people people are making more informed decisions than they well, were. I guess, and, yeah. You know, I, I will forever. You know, I'll go to my grave, uh, probably cremated, by the way, but. I'll go to my ashes thinking if you got past the principle and focused on what you wanted to achieve, there are policies and strategies to do that. But you're so hung up on the principle that you're creating these antibodies that are fighting against what you want to do. If you just wanted to reduce abortions, there are other strategies, but you don't want anything to do with that, right? Planned Parenthood is an evil. You know, like you want nothing to do with that. And so you surrender that space thinking you're on the moral high ground all the while. Create you know, it's, it's as we've said before, it's just like with a kid. Like, no, you're not going to do that. What's why every human like most humans don't want to be told what to do. And they double think, down when dictated. Right. You know, when it's I dictated. think that's a great point. Right. You instead of instead of worrying about, you know, getting rid of abortions. Why don't you get rid of, you know, and educate people on what causes people to have babies that would put them in a situation to have to have an abortion, right? right? Now, obviously, again, there's situations, you know, um, you know, to one extreme or the other that, you know, can't necessarily be addressed. But, you know, you, to your point there, Grinch, you know, Planned Parenthood, you know, teach the teach kids, right? We, you know, whether you want to agree with it or not, kids are having sex and, and probably at a younger age than they were when yeah, we were, it seems when we were younger, young. Right? So you got to educate them, right? You can't just say, 
oh, we're going to turn a blind eye to it. It won't happen. Bullshit. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I, look, I, I don't want us to run long. So uh, I know this was a, a, I won't say a difficult topic, but it was in, in part a difficult topic because I know we do run up against the burden of being four guys talking about something that really doesn't pertain to us, but we should have a voice. Again, we all have kids. Uh, we have, you know, in terms of fathering children and potentially asking that questions of ourselves, of our spouses, you know, what do we want to do? Is this the right time? Yay or nay? You know, are we fiscally responsible enough to raise a kid? Are we adult enough to raise a kid? And again, by and large, we've all, we've just done it, right? You know, once it happens, you find a way to make it through, you model through, you fake it till you make it. But I, I definitely think this conversation needed to happen. It's been a long time, Grinch, you know, you, like I said, echoing what you said, this, this topic came to us, Mac, you, you clearly have something you want to say. I just solved the whole problem. And it probably is a very simple solution. It is. We all carry shovels. No, I mean, that's just a good, good idea. <laughs> good idea. Anyway, go ahead. Sure. Solve our problem for us. Right. Listeners. What? <laughs> I was just about to say, I mean, spay, it, spay and neuter your dogs. <laughs> it's, it's an easy process to reverse. So guess what? You just, you got to get a driver's license to drive a car. You get a license for, you know, sex, we'll reverse the process. Oh, wait. Mic drop. You got nothing. Well, see, so what you're saying is you want to. Parker was right all along. No, the, problem, the, problem, the problem with that is now you have to undo something to do something. So well, let I, me tell you know, why. That, that sounds like, hold on, because we're, 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 we're talking about government, we're talking about red tape, right? So now mm -hmm. if I've got to go through the government, to, to undo a process, a procedure, a medical procedure was done to me before I even had a decision on whether it should be done or not. I mean, that's, there's another argument right there. That's all German. That, that's that some legal? Germany shit right there. Right. Is that legal to, to, to euthanize someone before, <laughs> before they even have a right to, <laughs> to make a decision? Hey, hey can we get this pre-crime unit stood up too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have a, hold on, hold on. I do want to go back real quick. Cause again, I don't want to run long and I know we, we're up against the clock here. Mac, you said what specifically there I've solved the problem. What was it? Vasectomies at birth. You get Bob at birth. Okay, you get hold, on. You, on birth. hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. Let me finish my thought though. Because oh, you're gonna tear it apart before I nice. really blow it up. Go. And then you have to pass a test to have the vasectomy re reversed. So I no, Just I like got that part. License. I got it's, that part. I mean it's tongue in cheek, right? But I mean they, but, but hold on. So what, you're, what, so what you're saying is just to sterilize someone before they have a decision. Wait a minute. So we're talking you're, about doing something to someone's body before they have a decision. Is if you have blonde hair and blue eyes. Men's, uh -huh. men's and rights. Kids. Right. Yeah, right, right, right. So I, I want to point out a very specific point by your statement. A vasectomy at birth. Yes, you can get it undone. Um, what, what portion of the populations are vasectomy operations carried out on? Would that be the male or the female? It's the male, hundred percent. It's the male. Now, sure, now, now, yeah. yeah. And you said at the outset, I'm pro. I don't get a fucking choice. And yet, the male is the one that's got to have the operation. You get a but choice I'll, to undo no, you it. Don't no, you don't. We really I'm just saying <laughs> the mistake you made was Look, you identified no, that the male needs to be dealt with, but the woman gets the choice. Which I'm fine with the woman getting a choice, but why should I have the procedure? But whether or not you, you get to reverse your vasectomy, right. that's right. your you choice. Get it <laughs> Look, 
She's in the she's in the board going. Like, now tell me what you bring to the table. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. Or, or even worse, do, now you've okay? got to go to the government to re, to have it undone. Wouldn't that right? be the grand irony of of change? No, right? you don't go to the government. You don't have to go to the government well, to get you to know. get a driver's license. Show me, class, show me right? your junk. To take the class. Right. No, right. sir. Right. Not today. That yeah. does not look like quality equipment. That you're you must be this big to ride this ride. That's so right. Haas, you, Haas, you out of the gene pool. Haas, have you found the reverse vasectomy bathroom in Bratislava yet? Have you walked I'm in not, there? but I will I will gladly Keep an eye go out. looking for you next weekend. <laughs> right. Appreciate that. Some inquiries. That's it. Uh look, gentlemen, as always, I appreciate y'all being here. You know, it is a difficult topic to discuss from a perspective of four guys. Uh I think you know, we did a good job. There was a, there was a shit ton to unpack there, as I said from the outset, from the draft from Alito from obviously the debate about abortion and women's right to choose where do men fall in the conversation if at all so on and so forth so there was a lot to talk about and i do appreciate y'all bearing with me and doing this i know we kind of avoided it for a while we are here but uh, it's worth saying i mean we 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 avoided it out of respect honestly absolutely because the conversation was should we have it and that was what we talked about should we have it and here we are snip it before you can rip it okay it, it, it's a uh, so marketing slogan no. slogan in the works. <laughs> right. Um, all right. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us yet again this week for A Spirited Debate. Check out our website at aspirateddebate.com. All the drinks that we have, uh, topics that we have. You can check out all of our episodes there. Drop us a line. Feel free to let us know if there's a drink you'd like us to try or a topic you'd like us to debate. If that's not good enough for you, go ahead and hit up our email, the four horsemen at a spiriteddebate.com. Same thing. Drinks topic drop us a question you'd like us to answer we would love any or all of that and if we can we will get you on this show to discuss whatever topic you bring to the table gentlemen thank you so much i do appreciate it it was fun it was insightful uh my drink was actually good the birth control i feel like i've got whiskey dick now my day is good no concerns look and your wife is happy now my she can, wife she can take a nap she, my she wife can go is, safely take a nap without being accosted yes. <laughs> no she can my wife is my wife is fixed, so I don't have to worry about he, any he of can, that. So. He can play pool with uh, spaghetti. Where, look, we are all about practicing to have children. Yeah, right. We okay. just practice the process of of getting impregnated, and then you know the the, the conversations moot after that because we don't have any other the, questions we have to answer. The, the, the poor child, you know, dies on her back. <laughs> All right. Wow. So, gentlemen, that thank note, you good, so much. Bye, guys. Good Love you guys. You. And we yep. look forward to doing Always this again a pleasure. next week. We were down so, to one female listener, Mac. And you, and you just, just ostracized her. You just pushed her off the cliff. Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much. And we will do this again next week. information or opinions expressed during the A Spirited Debate podcast series or any affiliated podcast are solely those of the hosts or guests involved and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the hosts or guests may or may not be associated with in a professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. While guests are invited to listen, listeners acknowledge that they are not being provided professional advice from the podcast or its guests.
The content within the parameters of a Spirited Debate podcast series or any affiliated podcast are for entertainment and educational purposes only. Any views or opinions are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, or individual.